This is On The Radar, episode 176, and as always, we'll talk about local and national sports and pop culture. Let's get to the news. Rest in peace to Bobby Bethard, the former Washington and Chargers player who then worked an executive with the Chiefs, Falcons, Dolphins, Washington, and San Diego as a general manager, where he won four Super Bowl for those teams and is in the Washington Hall of Fame for the football player team, the Los Angeles Chargers Hall of Fame, the 90s greatest commanders as well. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for what he did as executive. He passed away at the age of 86. It says, uh, grandson C.J. Bethard and Tucker Bethard, quarterback and singer-songwriter, a part of his, you know, descendants. But it's cool that he also has a grandson who actually plays, who has played quarterback in the NFL. Another a son of his is a country music singer. Is another son became a football coach, formerly the offensive coordinator at Illinois State. So. Another grandson who played college football as well. So he's got a pretty big family of professional athletes, coaches, and country singers. So rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Paco Rabanne, known as known for being the French and Spanish fashion designer. He passed away at the age of 88. Rest in peace to twin scouting director Mike Radcliffe. He passed away at the age of 66 after a battle with cancer. He joined the club in 87 and became the scouting director in 93. He's the longest tenure scouting director in baseball. In 27, when he was promoted to vice president of player personnel, he received several scouting awards from his peers over his career and was credited within the Twins organizations for making the Joe Maurer number all pick over Mark Pryor and Mark Deshera. And that was a pretty good pick because we all know what happened in Chicago here with Mark Pryor. Rest in peace to Mike Radcliffe. Rest in peace to Charles Kimbrough, known for being an American voice actor and, and regular actor, known for playing the straight face anchorman Jim Dial and Murphy Brown. He passed away at age of 86. Rest in peace to Melinda Dillon, the actress known for Tony Award Broadway performance of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for The Close Encounters of Third Kind, and she was in Absence of Malice. She's also known for being in A Christmas Story as Molly Parker. Other roles include Bound for Glory, Fist, Harry and the Hendersons, Prince of Ties, and Magnolia, where she was nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. She passed away at age of 83. Happy trails to Jake McGee, the former relief pitcher who has a 79 career saves, 32 and 28 record, 371 ERA, 613 strikeouts. He won a gold medal with Team USA in 2017 at the World Baseball Classic and won a World Series in 2020 with the Dodgers in that, you know, pandemic season so he was on the race the Rockies the Giants Brewers and most recently the National so he says at the end of his career I'm 36 I don't want to keep doing this obviously he's the most healthiest pitcher but he's got himself a gold medal and a World Series ring I'll take that anytime as as someone in his career happy trails to AJ Green the former Bengals and most recently with the Cardinals was a two-time all-pro seven-time pro bowler all-rookie team all-American twice, sec, uh, two-time first All-SEC, second All-SEC, once SEC freshman of the year. He finished with 10,000 yards receiving, 70 receiving touchdowns, was a fourth overall pick back in 2011 with the Bengals. Happy Charles A.J. Green, he was one of my favorite baseball players, so uh, for him to retire is pretty cool. I went to, as I said, a Cardinals-Bengals game. This past year, when it was a preseason game, and I was hoping to get a chance to meet him, but I did not. Hockey broadcasters lost a job over remarks from referee. I wonder if he's a bank card and did not well for this broadcaster. Our youth broadcasting got in trouble 
doing a live stream, so he got fired, so be careful what you say. The Islanders agreed to terms with Bo having an eight-year deal. It's a really long contract again in the hockey, but one of the better players. $16 billion is amount a record of 50.4 million U.S. adults are expected to bet on the Super Bowl, so that's a lot of money. Cam Thomas, the youngest player in NBA history, scored 40 points in three straight games. The previous record was Allen Iverson, so that's a really good list of people to be in. Kyrie Irving, this is breaking news, has been traded for Ky- for excuse me for Spencer Dinwiddie, the veteran point guard, the young forward D- Dorian Finney-Smith. A 2019 first-round pick and two 2029 second-round picks. The Mavericks also received Markeith Morris. And I'm going to say this. I'm Jewish, so of course, not a fan of all the anti-Semitic comments and Kyrie Irving not really apologizing for that. And him, like, being allowed to play despite making those comments. They did obviously suspend him. But I've never been a fan of Kyrie Irving. And that's just not, it's not always for his off-the-court stuff. Flat-earther Missing games because you're not vaccinated, which doesn't set a good precedent for the people who look up to you. Because a lot of millennials and all the other generation after you, you're one of the most popular players for them, not for me. The whole, I'm going to not play and I'm going to be on a council member, like Zoom meeting, all these things like that. And then you add, never healthy, okay? He was at Duke and he thought he was so great that he's going to go to Duke because obviously couldn't go straight to the NBA. Only played six games. Then the Cavaliers, always oh, a talented player. He's a good shooter for a guard. He's a scorer. He's a one of the they consider him one of the best ball handlers and you know scores and all this stuff like that. Cool, cool. Barely never healthy. Never healthy with the Cavaliers. Never did anything. Then LeBron comes and they're in that you know back and forth finals versus the Warriors all those years and you know he hit that shot to win that helped them win the championship. But then he's like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm like, your only success has been LeBron. I'll go to Boston. And Brad Stevens was a, is a good coach. didn't work out there. And Danny Ainge was building up all these draft picks and all these young players. And they had this good young core with Tatum and Brown and Smart at the beginning. And it's like, eh, it didn't really it hurt them, their, their development and growth with them. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to be here after saying he wanted to stay in both places. Gets his way to go to the Brooklyn Nets and gets Kenny Atkinson fired. Then Steve Nash fired. You know, Durant went there because they were buddies, and he had and he left the Warriors, was obviously stupid. And Durant's one of his favorite players, but he personally made that decision. That's cool on him to go sign up there. But then James Harden comes there, and the two of them don't get along. So James Harden wants to leave. So he's on Philadelphia, and the Nets are stuck with Ben Simmons. I grew up being a huge Nets fan as my other team, because after the Jordan years in Chicago, the Nets, the, the Bulls weren't that good. But those Nets had Jason Kidd, Kenny Martin, Richard Jefferson, and Vince Carter, and they were making the playoffs, going to the finals. They never won it, but I was like, yeah, it was a team I like because my mother's from Jersey. Now he is gone, and he got traded to the Dallas Mavericks, who already have a ball-centric you know, player in Luka Doncic, who's incredible, and everyone's saying he needs talent. Well, they didn't work out with Porzingis. Well, let's see if it works out with Kyrie, who also needs the ball in his hand, undersized, can't stay healthy, It's like and doesn't play defense. And Luka Doncic already can't play defense, and it's like, what are you doing? I know Mark Cuban, one of my favorite owners in the NBA, is like trying to take a risk in everything, but there's no point in doing that when he's going to be a free agent. I don't know if he's going to stay there, and if he does stay there, it may ruin Luka Doncic's career like it's already done with Kevin Durant, and I'm not going to be happy if Jason Kidd gets fired in the next year or two 
because of this move. Because Jason Kidd, one of my favorite players, Steve Nash is my favorite player of all time. As you see what I'm saying, it's going to just not ruin the current NBA career of players I like, but also ruin the current head coaching careers of a lot of these guys. Obviously, I didn't understand why Steve Nash became the head coach, but yeah, not a big fan of that move. The East announced their reserves. Joel Embiid, because again, they don't do centers. They just do front court players. Jalen Brown and, and Bam Adebayo, another center. Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, Tyrese Halliburton is having an all-star year, and DeMar DeRozan. I'm not sure if I would have given Drew Holiday the all-star nod, but hey, you know, it's not a bad thing. Obviously, you're like, oh, Jalen Brunson of the Knicks. Oh, De'Aaron Fox of the Kings and all this other stuff. You know, you'll get them because some players are not going to play in the game. Definitely deserved it is John Morant. Because obviously there's no way he's going to make the crowded starting lineup a guard. Same thing with Shea Gillis-Alexander who's coming an all-star year. and It's been coming up every year and getting better. DeMontis Abonis who deserves it obviously. The Kings are having a great year and he's always been an all-star caliber player. Damian Lillard and Paul George make it based on reputation. But Paul George missed a lot of time. So obviously Zion Williamson, he was fa- fan favorite. He's voted in. He's, he and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are not going to be playing in the all-star game. So it opens up three spots. I just don't know. you got to have an injury limit, especially when it comes to reserves. Starters, that's one thing. But reserves, come on. And then Laurie Marketing definitely have an all-star caliber season. And Jaron Jackson's having a good season. But again, missed some games. Do they really need two all-stars on Memphis? That's a, the real question there. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of basketball moves have happened. Danny Green's officially back. That will help out Memphis. Brianna Stewart, my favorite WNBA player, has gone to the Liberty, and Erica Wheeler's going to the Fever. The, the move with the Brianna Stewart is the Seattle's already have Sue Bird has left, and she retired. Okay? This team doesn't have the, the perimeter defender, Aisha Clark. It doesn't have the rim protector, Natasha Howard. Sammy Whitcomb has now come back, but you lost her in Jordan Canada in recent off-seasons, and that's a lot of the organizational depth. And it's really right now just Jewel Lloyd leading this team. And so going to the Liberty, they already traded for John Quill Jones. And now they had a Cordy Vandersloot, which already lost Candid Parker in the sky. The two teams I root for have lost key contributors to their team. Interesting story here. Detroit and the Wizards game was postponed due to having snow in Dallas. Mike Malone's going to coach the LeBron games team in the All-Star game. Crystal Dangerfield is one of the better players in the WNBA. And she's on the move. As she's joining Dallas. So that's a good move there. And uh, Azaree Stevens leaving Chicago. So that hurts Chicago King. But she's going to Sparks. Samaya Caldwell's going to the Fever. LeBron James officially passed Jason. uh, Excuse me. Steve Nash. And Mark Jackson for the fourth most assists of all time with 10,336. Mark Jackson just keeps being passed up by all these players. He should be in the Hall of Fame. As I mentioned, Sandy Wilcombe's going back to Seattle. Sophia Cunningham is going to the Mercury. Natasha Heeman's going to the Connecticut Sun. Kia Nurse is going to Seattle, but they're going to go down even if they get a good player like this in Kia Nurse. Ezzy McGuire's re-signed with the Storm, which is good. And Courtney Williams going to the Sky. Tiffany Mitchell's going to the Lynx. Mo Bamba got himself... Four games in the issue there with with Brooks. And Damian Lillard is going to be in a three-point contest. 
And Austin Rivers got a three-game of all this stuff going happen there. 25K to Brooks as well for that issue there. As I mentioned, Steph Curry's out for two weeks, so he's going to miss the All-Star game. Trey Murphy, the second, is going to be in the dunk contest. This Izzy Harrison's going to the sky. Victoria Williams going to the fever. Amanda Zara's going to Washington. Ariel Gross going to Seattle. And Kyrie's officially announced he's going to go back to wearing number two with Dallas, so that's interesting. Candace Parker has announced that she's going to be doing color commentary for the All-Star game, so congratulations to her. Isaiah Thomas, the Hall of Fame point guard with the new ownership for the Suns, they announced that he's going to be working in the front office. They didn't really work out with the Knicks. Dwayne Dedman's been traded to the Spurs. We have no idea what yet for, so that's interesting. So already mentioned, no Kevin Durant. LeBron James now has the most points of all time with 38,388. And Chris Paul now... Has 2,500 steals, joining the likes of Michael Jordan, Jason Kidd, and John Stockton, adding to his all, all-time resume. Xavier signed this deal and rolls it to a seven-year point seven one million dollar deal, which is a lot. Again, a lot of year. NHL All-Star Game is coming to the 2024 in Toronto. For those who are interested, and this Laura Saki is the first woman to do color commentative UFC, which is interesting. The Saints have fired their defense coordinator Chris Richards. Deuce Staley is going to Carolina to be a coach there. They announced that the Kansas State teams are very white and the Philadelphia is going to be wearing green. And they announced 149 concussions was an 18% increase in football, which is not good. Sean Payton's official deal with the Broncos is five years, so he's going to be there for a while. Scott Turner is going to be the passing coordinator. With the Raiders, so that's interesting. He's leaving Washington, and he's going to go there. Brian Schottenheimer is now the new official offensive coordinator of Dallas from the Schottenheimer family, so it's an interesting move there. Lori Loke is going to Tennessee. Defensive quality coach, which is good there. The woman, she was on the Tampa Bay uh, role before. There's Alger Aru is now the new Panther. Vince is the new Panthers defense coordinator, and Mike... Miles Garrett hurt his toe in this week's All-Star Weekend. Miami's defensive coordinator. Ian Steele is going to be in the Bama's defensive coordinator. Joe Woods, the former Cleveland defensive coordinator, is now the new the Saints coach defensive coordinator. Tim Kelly, offensive coordinator for the Texans, with Charles London is going to be working there as well. Passing coordinator. Zach Steroff is now the new O-line coach in Denver. Working with, obviously, Sean Payton in New Orleans before. Steve Wilkes has taken over DeMarco Ryan's position with the 49ers defense coordinator. He had a good audition with the Panthers, but they obviously went with someone else. If I were him, I'd go elsewhere. 49ers don't have a good defense, but if he makes it even better, then he can get a de- another head coaching position. Scott Montgomery is going to be the running back coach in Detroit. Brady announced that he's not going to start broadcasting until 2024. And Brian Flores is, obviously didn't get a head coaching position, but now he's the actual defense coordinator of the Vikings. NBC Big Ten is the Noah Eagle, Ty Breckenridge, and, and Turn Teprin. The NFC won the Pro Bowl. Getting back to that NBC news, Ian Eagle has already been broadcasting. His son is nephew again. There's just so much nepotism there. And then this weekend, they had both the NHL All-Star Game, which I'll get to later another time, and the NHL and the NFL All-Star Weekend. So they had this precision passing, which made sense. But Tyler Huntley making the All-Star team, obviously, when... I'm thinking you got Justin Herbert and you got, you know, Josh Allen. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the AAC I, I probably could have gone with, but I guess no one else wants to go. And I like that. 
they're trying to hit these moving targets and or these still targets at distances and they add like a another one that's far into like a trash can okay cool then they have obviously the dodgeball which is obviously three games but my issue was why is it the nfc versus the nfc and the afc versus the afc wouldn't you want afc defense versus offensive nfc and vice versa and vice versa and then the winners face each other because it's all about AC or NFC. It was really weird. Now, they had this thing where you're, where you have to do a water balloon toss. I'm like, that's like little kids, and a lot of people were didn't get so far. And the people that were left over were like offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and a fullback, and they have to catch a football from a jug machine, which is not that difficult if you play football. But then you have to catch it while holding one football, two footballs, three footballs, four footballs. So that was a little bit interesting. And they had the guys who weren't doing that, and then. There's like a dunk contest, a dunk machine where Eli Manning and Ray Lewis were the ones that were picked. And you got to hit those targets down based on who's left after the, obviously, the jugs catching thing. And, of course, Eli thought he got wet, but it was confetti, which was anticlimactic. Then they had like a, they did the, like, earlier in the day, they did a golfing thing where the long driver, half these guys said, I've never golfed before or done that. And it was like, okay, who can go the furthest? And, of course, the guy with the most experience did that. Then they brought back the kicking tic-tac-toe, but this time they had the punchers and the long snappers because what's the point of having the long snappers, punchers, and kickers if you're playing flag football on Sunday and there's like no there's no kicks or punts or, or snapping, so they used them in that sort of situation, which I liked. Long snappers usually having the best thing, which was interesting. Then they obviously had, again, three flag football games where every team had their quarterback at the play. Huntley, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, you had Kirk Cousins, and you had... Jared Goff, and you had um, Geno Smith. All these rules where the referee's not sure what the rules are, a Big Ten guy, then flag football refs all over the place. And then they had this, like, gauntlet thingy where, you know, the linemen have to go through walls, linebackers go through a little bit of obstacle course, Jaquan Barkley, running backs, they go through the tires. And then after that, you have, like, other players pushing a cart. And then, like, they were showing Justin Jefferson and Amron St. Brown around Vegas doing catches where Clawson, who was never a good quarterback, and Leinhardt, a good college quarterback, were throwing to them. They never showed Stephon Diggs what he did to, to win to get in, the, in this championship of catches or who the other guy was, which was annoying. And, of course, Amron St. Brown won. He used his brother. They had Michael Vick. They had, you know, Stephon Diggs had his brother and cheerleaders involved and mascots. And, uh... Yeah, so they had all these little games. So I'm glad they brought the kicking back. Precision passing's good. Didn't get the water balloon toss. The jugs thing was interesting. Then the dunk tank was a little bit interesting, but with no water. The golfing, they probably should have got people to actually know what they were doing. Switch up the dodgeball format. You know, the gauntlet was always interesting. And then they had this thing called moving the chains, where you have to like have these weights, and you got to pull these chains where you get the strongest guys, and it's a best of three. And it was like, Okay, what are you doing? Some of these people didn't know you take the weights off, and that's interesting as well. And of course, as I mentioned, the NFC won because they like somehow did this point system on all the activities on Thursday. The winners of the first two flag football games, the golfing thing, the kicking thing, and all these other stuff. And then the final game is the score that it is, and then who's the winner. So there's a little bit they got to do some improvements there when it when it comes to fixing that sort of thing where you're like, yeah. I'm not sure, you know, there's some things they can keep and some things they don't got to keep, but I do like the addition of long snappers and punters involved. But yeah, the flag football games are somewhat exciting with, you know, 
instant offense, you know, some pick sixes, picking off your own brother with the digs, one picking off the other and guarding the other one, and then in the other game using, like, Tyree Kill and other really fast return specialists or wide receivers to rush the pass, you know, rush the quarterback, which was interesting. So that was some good things there. Some bad things with the whole water balloon toss and the people catching the jugs, don't know how to catch them, not knowing how to golf. You know, the dodgeball format was a little bit weird, but overall it wasn't bad. They at least were trying. DeMar Hamlin has been this year's winner of the Allen Page Award for Community Service, and Roger Goodell says that this will be the first year that Monday Night Football can flex because we all know that Sunday night when they pick these games ahead of time, it could be, let's say, the Bengals facing the Ravens. What if Joe Burrow got hurt, God forbid, and he's out for the year, and the Ravens' Lamar Jackson's hurt? No one's going to watch backups? No, let's change that. The Titans have officially hired Packers executive Chad Brinker as their assistant general manager. The Dolphins have hired Broncos O-line coach Butch Berry as their offensive line coach. He obviously used to work for the 49ers. Other WNBA News, Jordan Canada staying in L.A. Lisa Leslie will coach in the Saul Liberty game. And the players in the Celebrity game, Diamond to Shield and R.A.K. and Wallake. NFL Network has taken Michael Irvin off the air after a woman's complaint. Albert Pujols and Alec Bregman are going to participate in the All-Star game. My guy, Alex Bregman. That's really cool. And let's get to some baseball news. Texter Fowler, who we talked about last week retiring, is officially joining the Marquee Network with the Cubs, while Cameron Mabin is going to be joining the Tigers broadcast with Todd Jones after we mentioned Jack Morrison leaving. Dilla Moore signed a three-year extension. The Mariners lock up their utility man. Cal Riley had thumb surgery, which hopefully get back because he's actually proven to be one of the best catchers in baseball. Ben Sheets, congratulations to the Walk of Fame for the Brewers. But Galson knows it's going to have a workout to prove that he can be healthy enough to be at least a DH for teams because he was an all-star before. Ryan Christensen is now the assistant manager with San Diego. I don't know. What's the point? That's the bench coach. They announced the Dodgers finally. They're going to retire Fernando Venezuela's number 34. Miguel Rojas is signing extension with the Dodgers. would make sense because he is their shortstop. Carlos Beltran has left the Yankees network to join the Mets in the front office after we remember. He was hired as the manager, but with the whole backlash of the Astros, he no longer was the manager, so he went into broadcasting. So that's good. He's back with the Mets where he belongs. Ronald Guzman, the former Rangers prospect who can hit but can definitely field this position at first base, announced he's going to be pitching as well on a minor deal with the with the uh, Giants. The Angelos family, the ownership of the Orioles, they're going to drop the lawsuit against each other, so that's interesting. Ian Kinsler, after you know working with the Padres and uh, his coaching team Israel in the World Baseball Classic, announced that his real full-time job is going to be working with the Rangers, the team that he had his most success. Outside the line is ending. And a lot of the staff have been reassigned, but they still will have bits on SportsCenter and on YouTube. But it's, again, there's something that, like, again, journalism a little bit dying when they're doing that. And this David Parley of Barcelona Sports has dropped his lawsuit. Now then, we got all this entertainment news to get to because there's a lot. Austin Abrams is joining Brad Pitt and George Clooney in their new movie. They've been announcing a lot of those people. Pennyworth has been canceled after three seasons. That makes sense. With James Gunn and the other guy taking over DC, they may have their own properties of what they want to do. This is the show that when it was on this channel that I've never heard of, 
you know, epics, whatever, and I thought I had recorded it, but then all of a sudden the, the recording disappeared, which I didn't know made no sense. I never actually got to watch the show. Now that it's officially over after three years, it may be something that I go back and watch if it's on DVD, but it also HBO Max that picked it up for the last season, and they wanted to change the name to, like, something else. It was, it was weird. just called Pennyworth. So it's a sad that that show is ending. They announced that the Frasier sequel is going to be set in Boston, so he's not going to be in Seattle. So those who are, you know... Interested. Tubi has picked up the show Generation after HBO Max uh, canceled it. Blind Spotting gets a season two premiere for, on April 14th for those who are fans of that. Amazon renews James May, our man, in for a third season, that whole, you know, adventure type of show. And there's this unveiled jury members of its main international competition, will, which will be presided by Kristen Stewart as the most famous person, Carly Simon as well. And uh, Paramount becomes the latest streamer to remove titles including Real World Homecoming, for those who are fans of that. The Cleaning Lady was renewed for Season 3, and they have a new EP and showrunner. I'm going to tell you this. The first episode was like a great TV movie. It wasn't amazing. It was just a TV movie. Every episode since was like a lot of drama, boring talk, things that aren't unrealistic. She should have been dead or arrested so many times, but she kept having all these lifelines by working with the bad guys and working with the cops. And spoiler alert, when it got renewed for season two, I was like, they just got dealing with this art with the with the current bad guy. Now they decide let's add a second bad guy. And Adrian Cannon's been great in this role. Oliver Hudson, as I told you, not believable SBI agent. And of course, spoiler alert, he got killed in season two, which screwed up all the stuff for her because she doesn't have that ally anymore. And Canto killed the bad guy who had been married to his wife before, so it doesn't help her. And they took her sister. And I'm like, well, let's just end it there. They could have ended where She's got the medication for her son. The sister's life is okay. Oliver Hudson, even if he died, I don't know this upcoming season, if they're going to have a third season. I think it's stupid. Without Oliver Hudson, he was a, he's a good, likable guy to have in the show. I don't know if Adrian Canto and his wife are going to be in the show. But again, this show wasn't that great to begin with. It didn't need a second season, nor is it going to need a third season when Fox literally has two of the best shows on TV, 911 and 91 Lone Star. But they keep pushing 91 Lone Star to debut in January, February, March, when it should be on at the same time as 911 all year long, even if they take breaks to show other things. Okay? Then you have to you cancel Prodigal Son, and every year the resident is on the bubble, and that has been outside of this time jumping, and then Evelyn Van Camp leaving the show, which kind of screwed it up. Mostly the best medical drama on the air. But again, I'm already, of, uh, you know, okay, okay, they canceled it, they did the time jump. I've gotten enough years out of The Resident that I'm not going to be that mad because I know that it's always been on the bubble every year. And I don't blame Emily Van Camp and the other actors who have left the show. Like right there, 911 Lone Star, 911, The Resident, and Prodigal Son should still be the four main one-hour dramas on Fox because it wouldn't kill them to not show a Gordon Ramsay show on Thursday nights, show it on Wednesday nights after The Masked Singer. And you're like, well, they can't show another competition show. Whoop-de-doo, they can't show another reality or competition show. Just show Gordon Ramsay and The Masked Singer on Wednesday night. Or go back to showing Gordon Ramsay shows on Friday night and tell the wrestling people that go to Paramount Plus you don't need them on Fox anymore because they're on Paramount. Okay? Because so far it's been a success on Thursday nights to have Call Me Cat on in the fall and, and season two of Welcome to Flash, which has grown on me. As I mentioned, I've met... The lead of that show, Holmes Home, you know, Kelly Mallett, doing stand-up comedy here in Chicago. Like, that show's grown on me. It's not the greatest show, but not the worst show. So, yeah, I don't know what Fox is doing there. 
Little Rowe will be in this thing called the Mill. Pedro Pascal, excuse me, not him. Theo Rossi, Rossi is going to be in this to-be-bound hunter pick to get back. For those who are fans of him. And Taki Alalu is joining the Frasier Show. And Katie Cassavy from, you know, Arrowverse, Devon Siwa, and Kate Bobbers and Tyrese Gibson are going to be in this thing called Fallout. Kelly Ripa is announced she's doing a podcast like everyone else is doing a podcast. Shannon DeDito and Jackson Kelly are joining Lucky Hank. And, Zaz- and Zazie Beats of Atlanta, Joker, you know, Deadpool is joining Tom Hardy in this thing, Lazarus. So that's going to be cool. Henry Cavill is... Has found one of his new things with Guy Ritchie, where they add Alan Richardson, who's played a superhero, Henry Golding, Carly, Carrie Ulus, and all these other famous actors, so that looks cool. Aaron Sorkin has Camelot, so we all know that's going to be a long program. Lydia Jewett to, jo- to star an Exorcist movie reboot. And they're announcing Descendants is going to have a sequel called The Pocket Watch, and it, Jeremy Swift and Liara Nam are going to be in the cast. And Nett Benning is going to be in the Peacock Lemonade series Apple Never Fall. Joshua Molina to join Leo's Pulse on Broadway. And good news, So Help Me Tyler's renewed to CBS. It is a clever, you know, drama. It's not like a boring legal drama like Law & Order's every version of Law & Order or a crime-solving show. You know, all the other failed, uh, you know, legal dramas that have been canceled after one or two years or even, you know, suits of people like that show. It's got a little clever humor. It's made by the people who made Bull which was, again, trial science, and it had a little light humor with the character. And it's also a story about, like, being there for your family when others are not there. It's a good mother-son story. You know, Misha Gayhart and Skylar Austin have uh, been really good. And as I said, it's not the best show. It's Marisha Gayhart, excuse me. That have been the worst show. There's a little bit too much of, like, the siblings and their stuff and his ex-girlfriend working there. But overall, I liked it. Skylar Austin is good enough as an actor, to not have a show get canceled after one or two years or just, you know, write his character out. Like, the show is good enough, and CBS, now all you got to do, CBS, is renew East New York, and then you have a clean sweep of all three of your freshman dramas, like you did with Fire Country, being renewed. Now, in a perfect world, Equalizer would be off the air, along with the NCIS uh, LA that's leaving. I don't know if they're going to get another NCIS show, but for now, you don't need it. You got three quality shows here to go with SWAT, and the three FBI shows, and that's more than enough. Like, it's a really good network to do that. CBS is trying to pull away from the other network. So that's good news there. That makes sense. Octavia Spencer and Joseph Gordon-Leffin and Lucy Liu are going to be in nothing, in Nobody, Nothing, Nowhere. That's a good set of actors. Nikolaj Kolster-Waldu and Romala Garla are going to be in Virtue. Night Court was over season two at NBC. And as I mentioned last week, NBC is stuck. We're having, you know... America's Got Talent and whatever spinoffs they have, and The Voice taking up two hours on Monday and one hour on Tuesday, which would leave you only with two hours on Tuesday, which usually they were showing dramas before they started showing sitcoms like Mr. Mayor, Keenan, Young Rock, and then American Auto and Grand Crew, and now they're showing Night Court. And it's been already renewed, and it's barely been on the air. Like, I don't understand this. The show's barely been on the air. Why are you just like, damn, let's renew it? First give it a full season order like you did with... Quantum Leap remake, because, like, again, no one asked for the show in the first place. And Wednesday night, you have the three Chicago's. Thursday night, which used to have four sitcoms and then two, are down to zero on Thursday night, and you're showing all the Law & Order. Friday nights, the Blacklist has been on, but you moved that to Sundays, and that's the final season because you're showing one-hour sitcoms. 
And then I mentioned Magnum P.I. I thought, I thought Sunday was going to be Magnum P.I. and The Blacklist and a new show. But that new show, as we mentioned, got pushed to the fall. So that's a negative. And it looks like Magnum P.I. is going to be like on Tuesday night to replace the new Amsterdam spot. Because apparently there's going to be three hours of programming. And you got, you're got you going to have Magnum P.I. and La Brea on for the rest of this you know springtime. And then you're going to have sitcoms. question is, when is Grand Crew coming? Is that going to replace Lopez for Lopez on Friday? What? I don't know what's going on. Again, it makes no sense there. Kingdom Biz has been new for Season 2 of BET+. Plus. The Traders has been new for Season 2 of Peacock. Andy Cohen will host his reunion special. The Criminal Comic Books is going to be in work at Amazon Studios for those who are fans. Never Let Me Go is not moving forward. FX for those who are fans of that. That show was going to have Kiera Knightley, Kara Mulligan, Andrew Garfield is no longer going to be on for those who are fans of that. And um, didn't see this until today. They are going to be adding Harvey Guillen of What We Do in the Shadows and the small role on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, along with this Chelsea Rendon and Jessica Maria Garcia, who are going to be on Lopez vs. Lopez. So it's cool they're adding these people, but I'm hoping that doesn't take away from Guillermo being on What We What We Do in the Shadows, because that's he's really good on there. Michael Gandafini, James Norton, and others are going to be in this Bob Marley biopic. Hit Monkey is renewed for season two on Hulu. Jamie Ward, Rebel Wilson, Jason Isaac, Clara Rugard, and more are going to be in this thing called Verona. For those who are fans of that, the company you keep, which hasn't even started till tonight. The new Gina Riga show is adding the Sassambala to reoccur. Purple Heart is going to be an adaption of Mary Jane. That's going to be a movie with Helmer Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum. 1923, for those who are fans of that, has been new for season two of Paramount. And Mayfair's Witches for Amanda Rice has been new for season two at AMC. Jude Law and Nicholas Holt, two good actors who've been in Marvel films, to star in the true crime pick, The Order. That 90s show, season two, is renewed to Netflix. I'm a huge fan of that 70s show. I do like that they're doing a... a, a a spin-off of that 90s and all this other stuff. So I'm glad it got renewed. It's not like a bad thing because it's on Netflix. It's not taking up airtime on the regular things. And uh, Better to Cumberbatch is going to be in this Netflix thing called Eric. So that's cool to see that. Cliff Curtis is going to be in Jason Momoa's series Chief of War. Tony, uh, Tony Collette and Odessa Young are going to be on this thing called the Prima Donna. And Regina King and Freddie Highmore of The Good Doctor are going to be producing this comedy series, It Stars. So that's interesting. Neil McDonough is joining Sean Astin in the thing called The Shift. Those are pretty good television actors. And they're adding Shaniqua Smith to lead the BET drama My Valentine Crush. And, uh...
Woody Harrelson is going to be hosting SNL for the fifth time. I've never been a huge fan of him, but that's cool. Five time. And interesting news, Viola Davis has won an EGOT. And everyone was talking about how Beyonce and her husband Jay-Z have all these Grammy nods and all these Grammy wins. I'm not going to be on here and talk haterade about Beyonce because I know it's not a get-me-where. But Viola Davis, is, who's, who won an Emmy, Oscar, and Tony because she picked up the Grammy because she earned it for an audiobook. So, you know, nowadays you can do different things to get a Grammy, an audiobook, a, a live comedy album. Whatever it is, you can do something that gets you in the Grammy part. Because Oscar, you know, that's movies. Emmys is TV show, and Tony can go on Broadway. So that's interesting there. And um, Save Me Season 3 is developing at Sky, for those who are fans of that. George Clooney announced he's going to be directing the department based on the French series to Bureau. Matthew McConaughey is going to be voicing Elvis in this Netflix adult animated series where he gets like to save the world. It's made by Elvis's daughter, which is really cool that this is coming to fruition. And they're announcing that Billings is going to get a spinoff at Showtime, and they're also going to get a Dexter prequel for those who are fans of that. Uh, Hannah John Carmen and Theo Rossi, who I mentioned before, he's also joining this thing called Rachel. And Quinita Brunson and Tyler James William are going to be voicing Hawkman and Hawkgirl and Harley Quinn, but my question is, Hawkman and Hawkgirl have not been black. If you're going to say the ancient Egyptians were black and dark, cool. I like both of them. They're good actors, so them getting the voice acting is interesting, but again, that's not right portrayal based on the comics. Evan Rachel Wood, Josh Gad, and Anthony Kerrigan are going to be in this thing called Adults. They announced I Know What You Did Last Summer is going to get a sequel. And Chloe Bailey, Taz and Cole, Olivia Coleman, and Woody Harrelson are going to be in this Bob Dylan-inspired girl from the North Country. And they announced a Yellowstone Shocker. The cowboy drama... Plot, series plot ends as Taylor Sheridan Ice franchise central Matthew McConaughey. So they're announcing that they're moving to end the city show in its current form. But they're obviously hoping to continue it with Matthew McConaughey to be in there. It's a question who will join that show. But like the show was so popular, you know, by Kevin Costner. Because obviously it's the fifth season of Yellowstone. So it hasn't been like it's only been on the air for one or two years. It's been on for a while. And obviously they got the, the 1923 show as well. So that's interesting that they're going to do that. And Ben Stiller said he's going to play the lead role in Three Identical Strangers. I've seen that documentary before. And Matthew McFadden is the new addition to the cast of Holland, Michigan. Adam Lim, Langates, Adam Lim comedy gets the first title, for those who are fans of that. And the Warner Brothers TV lands pilot called Souvenir Alaska, for those who are interested in that. Andy Serkis is teaming with South Korea to make a monster tale. And it looks like Ted Danson, who's not going to be out of work for that long. Mike, Mike Schur has reunited him to be in this thing called the Mole Agent. 
And they also announced that John Cleese and his daughter and Rob Reiner are going to work together on a Faulty Towers reboot. The good news is if at least it's him doing it, it's not someone else. That's his baby. That's his project. Rob Reiner and his father, Carl Reiner, rest in peace. They know what they're doing. So that is good. While Io Ed Barley is going to be Janine's sister in Abbott Elementary. Bosch Universe is going to be expanding with, with Amazon with two new series. David Schwimmer joined the cast of The Great Bake Off. Isaac, Oscar Isaac and Evangelina are going to be more in The Legend of Destruction. And The Late Late Show according to be replaced with a Midnight Reboot. Like, I don't get this. I thought they were just going to have another t- person do the talk show. Renee Ravasi, Peter Sager joining this Apple series, Presumed Innocent. Matt Reeves, Six and Idol, Easy Corner Team on God's Country. Sorry, Melissa Barr. So that's interesting. Anthony Hopkins, Top Gun, and Glenn Powell to star in Locked Argentinian. So that's interesting. The, the venerated Samantha Bird as Henry Zimmerman, Doug Savant. And William H. Macy, Anna Soviet, and Andrew Stino are going to be in this thing called Ricky Stinkini. And you got Chandler Riggs and Samantha Iser joining the breakup season. Ava DuVarney adds Ari McDonald, Miles Frost to the cast. And you got Lena Henley, Ashardi, Isabel Marcud, Lana Corda, Melissa, and Iris Apatow, set for the Ballerina Overdrive. Henry Golding, the star in Daniela Forever. Nicole Kim and Jamie Curtis, the star in Case Scarpata. Tehran was due for season three at Apple as Hugh Lally joins the show. Coleman Domingo to, to, to star in Madness and Netflix. And they announced that Frozen and Toy Story and Zootopia are getting more movies as well, for those who were fans of that. And as always, you can get this podcast anywhere, Apple, Google, or Spotify. We're talking about local national sports. On the Radar Team blog is the Facebook page. On the Radar Media.com is the website. The blog account is Radar 4428Blogger. That's the Twitter handle. That's the Instagram, the Snapchat, on the radar media is the TikTok, on the radar the YouTube channel where I do movie reviews and baseball observations and all that other good stuff that you that you will look for when it comes to all these things. But again, this was this was a episode where rest in peace everyone who passed away. Happy trails to everyone who retired. As this was episode 176 my last statement that i will get to is this the super bowl is on sunday and both teams this year have been good on offense and defense both quarterbacks have played at mvp level so the game is going to go how healthy is Jalen Schultz's shoulder how healthy is patrick mahomes ankle so i think this game is going to be close in the 20s to maybe 30 range like by less than a point or two or a field goal so right now i don't know who's going to win check out my prediction before the game on sunday Brown the radar. See you guys next time.